<laughs> oh, eventually, it's going to happen. Life will give you lemons, and it will get sour for everybody, for all of us, for me, for you, and nobody is exempt. We all know what that experience is like, but the good news is we also all know what to do. We all know what to do with lemons because when life gives them to us, what are we going to do? When life gives us lemons, we're going to make lemonade. Yes, absolutely. And that's easy to say, isn't it? It's so easy to say. It's not easy to live out. But we're going to do our best to help you with that. And literally, in the next few moments, while I'm kind of walking us through this journey, we are literally going to be making fresh squeezed lemonade on our stages at all of our locations. We have brought our own lemonista with us and so what we're going to do is be making lemonade and handing it out to people that are close enough for us to get it to so today it pays to sit close to the front in the spit zone right where you can kind of feel it and uh anyway so enjoy if you are fortunate enough to get some fresh squeezed lemonade enjoy that on us and uh the rest of you uh you envy and and, and listen. But some of you are like, man, I, I've been doing my best with the lemons that I've been handed in life. I've been doing my best to try to make something positive out of this. And you're trying so hard to think positively. You're, you're trying to look on the bright side of things. You're trying to be a glass half full, not a glass half empty kind of thing. And we all the cliches, you know. You're, you're doing the hard work of trying to think positively but the process of the squeezing that the problems in your life, the lemons in your life are bringing about is almost more than you can handle. It's excruciating. The squeeze is so difficult. And that's why we're doing this series. This is a series about problems, my problems, your problems, our problems. Some of you have many problems right now. You're like, where do I get started? I, I, do you, you don't have the time. I'm overwhelmed. I have so many problems. I don't even know where to start. I can hardly sleep. I'm having trouble eating. And just putting one foot in front of the other is such a chore because I have so many problems. Others of you, you have one primary problem that's just kicking your tail in life. And you're thinking, man, if I could just deal with that, my life pretty much would be okay. I mean, it ain't perfect. I mean, everybody's got little nagging issues, but I got one main thing, or whatever it is, whether it's a main thing or a bunch of things, you got them. And it could be because of something you've done, maybe because it's something that somebody else has done in your life, or maybe it's just life in and of itself. But you know your problems, and I want you to be thinking about your problems, regardless of what the problem is, a relationship thing, uh, like, like a money thing, a financial thing, a job thing, a health thing, a, um, a, a mental thing, physical thing, spiritual thing. It doesn't matter what, how you want to define your problems. You be thinking about your problems. Because right up front, at the beginning of the series, I think we need to think about our problems and have a serious reality check. A serious reality check. You and I need a reality check because we've made some bad assumptions. Some really bad assumptions about our problems. Assumptions about God. Assumptions about other people. Assumptions about life. And so just hang with me. And, and let's see if you can identify with these assumptions. This is why we need a reality check. Think about your problems and know this. 
One of the assumptions we make is that Jesus equals no problems. That if I got Jesus, I got no problems. That if I get more Jesus, I have less problems. And that if I get enough Jesus just right, eventually problems will go away. The problem with that assumption is that is not what Jesus taught. That is not what Jesus said. And so it's easy for us to assume that. Well, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. I thought if I go to church, I thought if I serve, I thought, and you fill in the blank and you describe some type of spiritual uh, activity or spiritual reality or experience, I thought, hey, wait a second, I'm a Christian. I thought this only happened to people that don't believe in God, don't go to church, don't love, don't, and you fill in the blank. No, 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 that's, we need a reality check here, as we'll see in this, in this series. Actually, as we'll see in the next few moments. Just because you got Jesus doesn't mean you don't have problems. We need a reality check, secondly, because we make this assumption a lot of times that something's wrong if something's wrong. Some of you came in here today making this assumption. That's why you're here at church. You wouldn't be here if something went wrong. Right? A lot of times people don't even come to church until something's wrong. But you assume something's wrong if something's wrong. If things are going wrong in my life, then I must have done something wrong, thought something wrong, uh, experienced something wrong, understood something wrong. What's wrong with me? We look at our lives and we see problems and we go, what's wrong with them? Or what's wrong with God? Or what's wrong with my life? We assume that when something's going wrong, it's because something is wrong. And that's a bad assumption, as we will see in this series. Just because something's going wrong doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong. Just because something's going wrong in your life right now doesn't necessarily mean anything is wrong. In fact, some of the best things in life happen to us because things go. And through the things that go wrong. Another assumption. We need a reality check because we assume I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Nobody gets me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody really understands the struggles I'm facing. No, no, nobody knows the pain that I know. Nobody has been through what I've been through. Nobody gets me. Nobody understands. I am out here on an island all by myself. And you fill in the blank. We've all felt that. I've felt that. That's a poor assumption. We need a reality check. In this series, in fact, even today, in the next few minutes, you're going to see how you're not the only one. You're just not the only one. But at least you're not Dylan McWilliams. At least you're not Dylan McWilliams. Like, who's that? Oh, he's a, I'm glad you asked. He's a 20-year-old outdoor enthusiast from the state of Colorado. In a three-year span of time, Again, this guy's just 20 years old. In a three-year span of time, not only was he bitten by a rattlesnake in the state of Utah, he was also attacked by a black bear in the state of Colorado, its home state. And while on vacation, he was also bitten by a shark in Hawaii. All within a three-year time span. And the guy's only 20 years old. Now... The odds of being bitten by a snake, you need to know this, are 1 in 37,500. The odds of being attacked or bitten by a bear is 1 in 2.1 million. And even though a lot of you won't even go into the water at the beach because of this fear, 
The odds of you being bitten by a shark is 1 in 11.5 million. So you're good, unless you're Dylan. But the odds of all three happening to one person in one lifetime, much less over a three-year period, is 1 in 893.4 quadrillion. I ain't never heard of a number like that. What's that? Okay, that's one with 15 zeros behind it. That's a lot of numbers, okay? And you thought you had problems. At least you're not Dylan McWilliams. Here's the truth. Here's the truth about my life and your life and all of our lives. You need to know this. You need to accept this. Problems are just a part of it. Well, that don't make me feel any better. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get to the feeling better part. But we got to start here. Problems are just a part of it. And it doesn't matter what it is. You fill in the blank with the it of your choice and problems are just a part of it. We all have them. If your it is a job, problems are a part of it. If your it is your health, Problems are a part of it. Nobody stays unsick forever. If you're married, problems are just a part of it. Even the greatest marriages, in fact, as we will see, the great marriages are great because they've learned how to deal with the problems that are just a part of it. And if you're a parent, and if you have a child, problems are just a part of parenting. Fill in the blank, however you want to slice it and dice it. And, and it would help us so much to just simply accept this is true. Just accept it. Doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean we can change it, but just accept it. This whole thing of denying it, where did we get this idea? And it's always, I, I hear this always, it seems like in, in a Christian context. I, I, I hear this and I don't understand where this came from. Well, I could probably put my thumb on where it came from, but it still, it's like creeps up in the weirdest, oddest places. I hear pastors say this. I hear Christians talk about this, that if I don't say it's a problem, it's not a problem. If I don't speak it as a problem, yeah, if I don't accept it as a problem, it's not a problem. Okay, have fun with that. Well, we watch you pretend not to have the problem that we all know you have, and we can all see it. Stop denying problems. Stop resisting problems. And, and one more, stop being surprised that you have problems. Well, I don't know what's going on. I never saw this coming. I don't get it. I'm shocked. I am just shocked. Now, it's okay and it's normal to be surprised, maybe, by the kinds of problems that you have and the timing of your problems and the frequency of certain problems. I get it. I get it. But look around, look around, look around. Have you met anybody yet without them? Well, my sister-in-law sure don't have. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. You don't know what you don't know. If we would just accept this, problems are just a part of it. And stop being so surprised. This is true for everyone. Problems are just a part of it, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not a follower of Jesus. Now, we all have different kinds of problems, and our problems come in different shapes and sizes and at different times. But all of our problems don't have to be the same. Listen very carefully. We'll come back to this before the series is over, but I just want to kind of throw this out there. 
we don't all have to have the same problems in order to be affected the same by whatever problems we have. We're really quick to dismiss other people. Well, nobody knows, and just because they haven't gone through the exact same thing that I've gone through, they can identify. That's not true. We all are, me, are, are made to feel the same about our problems, even though our problems are different. Fear is fear. Hopelessness is hopelessness. Worry is worry. Doubt is doubt, regardless of what's behind it. Grieving is grieving, regardless of what causes it. We don't have to have the same problems to be affected the same, so comparison is pointless. Comparison is useless. Actually, here's a nod to November. In November, we're going to do an entire series on comparison. We can, we can get better at this thing. But the truth is, problems are just a part of whatever it is in life you're facing. Now would be a good time to come up for air and check on the lemonista. How y'all doing? Anybody getting some lemonade? Anybody? Anybody enjoying some lemonade? Anybody? Yeah? Yeah? Good stuff? Good stuff? This is great. Those of you with ADD, you're having a very hard time today. You're like, I don't know who to watch. Do I watch? <laughs> who do I look? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You'll be all right. Just breathe. You'll be okay. If you want to move to the front to get some lemonade, maybe that'll help. All right. Towards the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, towards the end of his time on planet Earth, He began to tell some of his closest followers some very important things that freaked them out. And I'm talking about his disciples, the 12 disciples, those that he had spent the better part of three years with, day in and day out, doing ministry, doing life and teaching. And so these 12 disciples had a front row seat to all of the things that Jesus taught and all of the things that Jesus was doing, they were right there, man. It was so amazing, and they were so tied in and connected to Jesus. And towards the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, he began to help them with a reality check of their own, and he told them, I'm about to leave. I'm about to go away and leave you. I I'm sorry, come again? What was that, Jesus? I mean, because in the minds of the disciples, if you, you kind of read the whole story, you realize that at this point, they were thinking that Jesus was about to kick some spiritual butt and take names, and they were all going to kind of take over and push the Romans out, and Jesus was going to kind of set up his kingdom right there, and we were all going to be like on Jesus' right hand and left hand in places of honor, and, and man, we're, we're, we're connected to the big guy, and the big guy is about ready to take over. They didn't get it. I mean, the time will come for all of that kind of stuff, but it wasn't then. So Jesus told them, let's look. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Wait a second. We've been together for three years, plus over three years. What, what do you mean? What do you mean we're going to be scattered? We're not, we're not going to be together. I mean, me, James looking at John, John's looking at Peter, Nathaniel's looking at Philip. And like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, we've been like, 
band of brothers kind of thing. I mean, we've been a posse. We've been, what do you, what do you mean? Entourage. I mean, that's us, dude. We're, we're tight and we're going to be scattered and we're not going to be with you and you're going to be with us. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't get it. I'm freaking out. And, and in fact, you and I can hardly put that into a category of understanding how unsettling that must have been for them. So much so that I think this next thing Jesus said was so huge, but I don't think they really heard it. I don't think they really got it. I don't, I don't think, it probably was a long time later <laughs> before they really were able to chew on this. But Jesus said, I'm going to leave you. And everything else was kind of probably like white noise, just like you and me. When someone gives you, you know, the bad answer, you know, like when your wife comes home and says, I spent $40 million at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. It's like white noise. I don't hear anything else. You know, I'm thinking, you spend how and what? And, you know, that, I'm sorry, that was too personal. <laughs> the next thing Jesus said was, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Here on earth, boys, I'm leaving you. That's a problem. That's a problem. This was a problem for them. I hear on earth, fellas, you will have, not might have, not could have, not conceivably it might happen. No, no, you will have not one problem, not two problems, not just a few problems here and there. No, no, you will have many, many trials and sorrows. But don't freak out. And I think he said this. Don't, don't be troubled. Don't, don't, don't be overwhelmed. Take heart because I have overcome the world. I, I don't think they heard that. I don't think they got that. I think they had to come back and, like us, read this later and be like, oh, he did say that too. Yeah. This was a problem. But Jesus was saying, you know what Jesus was telling them? Hey, fellas, problems are going to be a part of it. Problems are just a part of it. Problems are just a normal part of life in this world, on this earth, on this side of heaven, on this side of eternity. Whatever eternity is going to look like, and it's going to be awesome, but whatever that, we're not there yet. So until then, you're just going to have many problems, trials, and sorrows. In other words, Jesus is pushing them past a why me mentality to a why not me mentality. Think about it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking why. We'll talk about that actually next week. So the why thing is natural. It's normal. But we're often like, why me? Why me? Why me? And that, that's an okay place to start. I mean, we're all there eventually. But here's a better one. Here's a better question. Here's a better why question. Why not you? Why not me? Well, because I'm a Christian. Now, we've already talked about that assumption. Just because you got Jesus doesn't mean you don't have problems. In fact, Jesus said to his closest followers who follow Jesus closer than you and closer than me, you will have many trials and sorrows. Why not me? Why, why do we think, why do you and I think we should be exempt from any problem that anybody else goes through? Well, because I did it right. Oh, 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 so it's all up to you. Oh, it's all up to me. Well, because I worked hard. Oh, oh, so only people who don't work hard should have problems? I mean, a lot of times the problems you have are because you work so hard. Guy, that, that, that's just full of hot air. That's, that's a bag full of holes. It holds nothing. 
Really then, what Jesus is saying, that life is not about problem elimination, it's more about problem management. And the quicker we accept that, the better off we're going to be. You're like, man, that's depressing. Okay, I, I don't like it either, but hold on. It doesn't change it. Just because I don't like it and you don't like it, you say, man, I wanted to come to church and, and somebody tell me my problems could get fixed and go away. Well, some problems can get fixed and go away until they're replaced by other problems that need to be fixed and hopefully go away. And then they'll be replaced by other problems that will need to be fixed and go away. It's just going to be a part of it. And I can have you guys come in here and tune in online and tell you what we all want to hear or what we all need. To hear, and this is what we need to hear. But in the last few moments together, I don't want to leave us here. I, I, I want to show you something. I, I, I want to give you a, a, a principle, a truth. If we can discover and embrace this game changer principle, when it comes to the problems that are all just a part of it, whatever your problem is, this is a game changer, what we're getting ready to talk about. Okay, go with me. Let me set it up. We're always going to have problems. Problems are just a part of it. So you would assume, this would be a safe assumption. You would want to assume this. That if I'm always going to have problems, that there must be a purpose for the problem. Right? Wouldn't, that, wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you think, okay, if God is saying, okay, you're always going to have some type of problem to deal with, that wouldn't you think that in God's sovereignty and in God's power and God's grace and love, there must be some type of reason or some type of purpose behind all these problems? That would be a great assumption. In fact, that's exactly what James, the leader of the first church in the New Testament, tried to help people understand. This was the first letter written to the first Christians in the first century. And this was the first topic in that first letter written by the first leader of the first church in the first century to the first Christians. This is huge. Interesting that he would start with this. Look at it. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever, not if ever, but whenever you face trials of many kinds, not some kinds, but many kinds, leaves room for a lot, of, a lot of mess, doesn't it? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, we're not going to get into this right now. We'll talk about this later on in the series. There's a lot to unpack here. I just want to show you this next part. He's saying whenever, when it's coming, it's coming. I want to show you the purpose. There is a purpose for all of these problems. Check it out. Let perseverance finish its work so that, here's the purpose, here's the result, here's the end goal, here's the end game, mature, complete, not lacking anything. Mature, complete, not lacking anything. You're going to have problems. You're going to have many problems. So just know this, whenever they come your way, the end goal, the big purpose is that it is to help bring you to maturity, completeness, not lacking anything. Isn't it funny, or it's not really funny, but interesting, it's odd, that we look at our problems often as evidence that we are lacking. But it's actually our problems that get us to the point to where we're not lacking in so many of the areas that we think our problems are indicated where we're lacking. It's problems of many kinds... Whenever they come your way, just know they're here to bring you to a point of maturity in life, completeness, so that you have everything you need to do and to live and to be as God created you. In other words, God's going to take your problems and he's going to do something through it. He's going to take your problems 
And we just want God to remove them. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Me too. Me too. We'll get to that. But, but he's going to take your problems and do something because of your problems. All right, one more time. Let's come up for air. Let's, one, one last time. Let, let's check in to make sure lemonade stuff is going well because some of you need a, a drink right now. <laughs> we good? We good? Anybody? I think I saw one of the volunteers take it to the back. That's called grace. <laughs> you came in late. You sat in the back and you got lemonade. <laughs> yeah, hope you guys enjoy that. That's fun. Fun stuff. Guys, I hope you're letting this sink in. I want you to think about your problems in the last few moments that we're together. I want you to think about your specific problems or just pick a few of your many problems. And based upon what we've just read, the purpose, the the thing that God is doing and wants to do, he wants to do something because our problems and through our problems, we can conclude this about our problems, about your problems. Is that problems... Don't get in the way. No, problems pave the way. Whatever problem you're thinking about right now, whatever problem you're trying to survive, whatever you're trying to do with the sour lemons that have been handed you, you need to understand that those problems, that problem is not in the way of whatever great thing God wants to do in your life. It's not in the way even to the great things you want to experience in your life. They're actually paving the way. Jesus said it's just going to be a part of it. And James helped us understand that it's going to send us somewhere. It's going to take us somewhere. It's going to do something in our life. You're like, well, that's not fun. I get it. No one said the process is easy. No one said the process is enjoyable. But won't you be glad when you get there? Whatever your problem is, is not in the way. And we think it is. I hear people say it all the time. I think things this way too. We'll hear people say this, man, my life would be going great if it were not just for that thing right there. That issue right there. If God would just fix that, if God would just heal that, if God would just take that away, if God would just take them away, if God would just fix them, if God would just address that situation, then my life, it wouldn't be perfect, but it would be so much better. Some of you right now came in here with an aching thing that you're hoping God removes because you assume when he removes it, nothing wrong with wanting God to remove it. That's human. That's great. And maybe God will, but maybe God won't. Maybe God is allowing it to achieve that, and I know it's hard, maturity, completeness, lacking nothing, maybe that problem is not in the way and you feel that it's in the way. It's on the way. It's actually paving the way to the great things God wants to do in your life. Yeah. Man, if it just wasn't for that, our marriage would be so great. And if it just wasn't for that bill financially, we'd be okay. If that thing hadn't have broken, we, we would, man, we'd be great. We could take that vacation we wanted to take. You know, if it just wasn't for that lab result that came back, if it wasn't for this sickness, if it wasn't for this illness, my life would be going great. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for this issue at my job, I'd have a great job. If it wasn't for this issue with my kids, we'd have a great Home situation, if it wasn't, and we always think it's in the way, in the way, in the way. It's not in the way. It is paving the way. It is paving the way to the great things that God desires for you. And for the great things that I believe you desire for yourselves. We know this. Here's the kicker. We know this is true. Because we say it all the time. We say it all the time. 
We describe some horrible thing in our past or some bad thing in our past, and we say, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but if it were not for, and then we describe a problem in the past, and then we say, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't know what I know. I wouldn't have experienced what I'm experiencing. It made me who I am. To, what? That's fool, That's crazy talk. But it's true. It made me who I am today. I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I wouldn't trade anything for it in the world. We say it. In fact, I heard a guy say this the other day. He described some horrible event in his life and he said, but you know what? If it were not for that, I would have never met my wife. And I assume that's a good thing. Right? I would have never met her. And he called her name. I hear people say, I would never have this job I have now, which is the greatest job I've ever had, had I never been let go of the job back then. I would have never signed up. I would have never sent out my resume. I would have never, I would have never, you fill in the blank, I would have never met them, done that, gone there, been here, experienced this. What are you describing? You're describing the end result of a trial or a sorrow that you've endured, and now you're more mature. Now, you see, I know I want my road of life paved with good things and blessings. That's what I want, and I know that's what you want. And trust me, there are more good things and more blessings than you and I see all the time. We're surrounded by them. However, let's be honest. The things that grow us, change us, mature us, move us along, the moment markers in life are the problems that we survive, not the blessings we receive. Do you know why you're smarter today than you used to be? And I believe you are. Do you know why you have more wisdom today than you used to have? I believe you do. It's not because of the good things that happened to you. It's mostly because of the bad things that have happened to you. Because we say it. Well, I'll never do that again. Boy, I learned my lesson. Boy, I'm a smarter man because... And we're always, almost always describing something negative. Come on, so we know this. We know that problems are not getting in the way. We know that it's, they're paving the way. We know it. We just got to shift to that thinking again and again and again and again. We even have cliches for it. No pain. You said it. Yeah. So the greatest blessings come from problems. Even the problem you're facing right now. I want you to let this sink in. Because it will change the way you see your problems. And it will change the way you experience your problems. I didn't say it was going to fix all your problems. And I, and I, didn't, I didn't say this is going to be easy. But it will make you better. This will make you better at facing whatever problem it is you're facing. And it will reduce frustration. It'll reduce frustration and get your mind pointed on the end result. I don't know why this is happening. I'm with you. I don't like that it's happening. I agree. But yet I know it's paving the way. It's paving the way. 
I don't get it. I don't see it yet, but it's paving the way because I can look back in my life. I can look back in the past and see that I am where I am today because of that. And I would have never wanted to go through that. I was hoping that would never happen. And it did. And I would never dream that I would be in that situation, but I was. And look, I'm here now. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm smarter. I'm wiser. And by God's grace, I made it through all of that. And so this problem right here is just paving the way to something else. It's just paving the way to something else. That's not positive thinking. That's truth. It's better than positive thinking. So receive it. You know what this teaches us? That our problems ultimately then are not really the biggest problem we have. It's our response to our problems. It's our response to our problems. Because problems are going to come and go. Big ones, small ones, they're just part of it. But since they pave the way, it's our response. And in the next three weeks, what we're going to do is talk about our response to our problems. But for today, and the problems you're facing today, and the problem you carried in here, or that you're carrying now as you watch online today, I can't make it go away. I wish I could. And I'm not telling you God's going to take it away. He may or he may not. But I can promise you this. Whatever problem you're facing, if you will choose to see it as it is, it's not really in the way. It's paving the way. It's paving the way. It's getting you down the road to who God created you to be, what kind of marriage God created you to have, what kind of family God wants you to have, the kind of businessman and woman God wants you to be, the kind of person God wants you to be. It is paving the way. So this week, just start seeing it that way. It's paving the way. It's paving the way. It's paving the way. It's paving the way. And that'll help us so much. Let's begin there as I pray for you and pray for all of us together. Father, I don't, I don't know what everybody's problem is, but I'm comforted by the fact that you do. You're not surprised, even though we are. Thank you for the reality check. Thank you for the, the truth that you just leveled with us. We're going to have problems. They're just going to be a part of it. But you're greater. You're stronger. You're you're so much and farther beyond all problems we face. But yet in the moment, that doesn't really help us because we still feel it so much. So help us to choose to hang in there with the process of the paving of the way. Problems are not getting in the way. You're not picking on us. You're, you're not against us. These are not evidences that things are wrong in our lives. It could be that everything is right on track because you're taking us somewhere mature and complete so we're not lacking anything that we need in you and because of you I don't know what everybody's problem is but may they choose to see it the way you see it we trust you help us to know that on the other side of every problem we face, you are standing with your arms wide open to strengthen us and to carry us to the next steps of the way that you are paving before us. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen.